Good evening, and uh, so thankful that you are joining us for worship tonight as we set our focus on the 64th Psalm. What a privilege it is for us to gather together in this way and to uh, dive into God's Word, study His Word together. I hope uh, that you are taking full advantage of just uh, resting in the songs of Scripture and and finding strength, security, encouragement, correction through God's Word. That's his desire. And the reason he's given us his Word is not only to show us his heart, but also uh, to give us the comfort we need in the face of difficult days and times. And, and so I want to encourage you right now, turn to Psalm 64, and we're going to look at these next 11 verses, 10 or 11 verses together. Uh, as you're turning there, can I tell you a, a story? There was a a uh, time where I went uh, fly fishing, went fly fishing back in the mountains. It was one of the first, uh, not one of the first times, uh, maybe the second or third time that I'd been fishing. I was still a young kid. And during that time, uh, we didn't wear waders. We just went blue jeans and tennis shoes. And I went with my dad, and we're back in uh, Kate's Cove area. We're fishing. And as we're walking along uh, on the bank, there is a rattlesnake. Now, that was scary. We we didn't get close to it, but it frightened us some, frightened me terribly, frightened my dad significantly. Uh, But we chalked that up as be careful, always watch where you're going, that kind of thing. A few years later, maybe a decade later, uh, we're uh, in a different part of the Smoky Mountains, and we're walking along, and we had hiked back uh, several miles uh, on the west prong of the Little River uh, back uh, and we're walking along this trail, and it's really wild and woolly back there. Great trout fishing, but it's wild and woolly. We've been fishing all day, and now we're going back along the trail uh, to the trailhead where we'll hike back out to the car. And as we're walking along the trail, it's right, right along the bank, there's this one dip-down spot, and you come up, and right there underneath an overhang of boulders uh, was a rattlesnake. And this one, it came pretty close uh, to one of our group, my brother or my dad, I've forgotten which, but not me because I was in the back. Always walk in the back if you're walking along the trail. Uh, but as we're walking along, and, and there is, now uh, again, you see that, that rattlesnake, and that rattlesnake was not moving from the trail. We tried to push it away with our rods, and it would snap. We didn't get close, but it, try, it, but it was not going to move. We threw other boulders at it. It was not going to move. We crossed the river to get away from it. It, it was frightening. Uh, there have been several close calls like that, uh, some closer than others. There was one group of guys I went with. Uh, we went uh, backpacking in the Shenandoah National Park, now, I think we saw five rattlesnakes that, that one uh, two- or three-day trip. Uh, again, frightening. When I go fishing now, uh, I'm, I'm several decades into fishing. Uh, when I go fishing now, I always wear waders. And it's not because I'm, I, I, I'm scared of the cold water, although I don't like the cold water. The reason I wear waders is because of those snakes. I need protection from those snakes. And waders give sufficient protection so that even if a snake strikes, it's not going to get both fangs in you and it's not going to get a full dose of poison in you. So you're going to be pretty secure. I I wear waders not because of the water, but because of the rattlesnakes. 
Every day that we live, we walk through the underbrush of life and we find uh, traps and snares that threaten us. Uh, Every day that we live, there are circumstances and even people uh, that can attack us and we need protection. What Psalm 64 teaches us is that we have all the powerful protection we need in the person of God. He is your protector. He is your protector. Uh, In the context of this psalm, when we're under fire, but especially in the war of words. Now, Psalm 64 is all about people saying ugly things about us. And and not just anybody saying ugly things about us. These are people that want to bring down those who are following after God. It's, for instance, if... uh, if I'm walking after Christ and, I, and, and trying to be obedient to God, uh, and as a teenager, uh, I'm, I'm being obedient to God, and my friends see that I don't do things that they do, and they ask me why, and I say it's because I'm a follower of Jesus and I don't do those things, uh, and then they start getting mean girl with me. Uh, they start getting ugly. They say ugly things. They... Uh, they uh, uh, are hateful, they start, uh, uh, you know, tagging my car with uh, vin- uh, vindictive statements. They, uh, they do those things. That's the kind of attack that we find here in Psalm 64. It's the war of words. It's where people are slandering us or saying all kinds of unjust things about us. How do we have protection from those attackers? Uh, well, in three movements, the psalmist helps us, okay? So when you're being attacked, what do we do? Well, first, go to God for help. When you're under attack, in a war of words or whatever kind of attack, you go to God for help. And it's not some calm kind of go to God for help. Listen to how uh, the psalmist describes it beginning in verse 1. He says, hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Preserve or guard my life from fear of the enemy to hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity. So in these two verses, uh, we hear this call for help that we need to have as followers of Christ when we um, are being attacked. He describes them, uh, the, uh, the fear of the enemy. The enemy is attacking. Who, are this, who is this enemy? Uh, they are wicked people uh, who are rebellious and workers of iniquity. So these are the people that are not for God. And because we are for God, they're not for us. So what do we do when people attack us because we're followers of Jesus, because our code of conduct is different, because our morality is different, because uh, we believe what the Bible says to be the absolute truth of God without any equivocation, that, that we believe that right is found here. In God's word. And, and when we live like that, and as we increasingly live like that, there will be people who say ugly things about us, who plot our downfall, who attack with their words. What do we do? How do we, how do we respond to that? Do we promote a social media campaign to regain our reputation? Do we, uh, do we uh, 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 get on CNN or ESPN or, or, or CBN or someplace and say, uh, try to vindicate ourselves for what, uh, what we believe and how we live. I'm not saying those are bad things, but here's what I'm saying. That's not the first thing. The very first thing. Hear me, O God. 
in my meditation. Guard me, O God, from the fear of the enemy. Hide me, O God, from the plots of the rebellious workers of iniquity. You see, the focus, the first focus that we must have is not how we can vindicate ourselves in the sight of all these people that are attacking, nor how we can protect our our fragile egos. No, our first response is, God, I belong to you. Guard me. God, I belong to you. Listen. God, I belong to you. Hide me from their secret plots. So the very first thing that we need to do when we're attacked, especially verbally, now this attack can come, it's a war of words. They, 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 we'll, we'll see in the next verse, they, they sharpen their tongues, right? They use their tongues like a sword and the arrows. Uh, it's a war of words, especially in a war of words. What do we do? We don't get in that war ourselves. We, we don't combat words with words, hatefulness with hatefulness, but rather we go to God first. We go to God for help. And the, the, the repetition of these imperatives, uh, hear me, guard me, hide me, uh, the, the, those three uh, imperatives, commands, oh God, do this, shows the urgency. Um, we must be urgent to get to God for help. And the second thing that we see in this passage, not only do we go to God for help, but, but we also talk to God when we feel outnumbered, when people are plotting against you. And that, that's the picture here. People are literally plotting against uh, the psalmist. Look at verse 3 through verse 6. Um, the, he's talking about the rebellion of the workers of iniquity, those who are attacking. Here's what they do. Verse 3, they sharpen their tongue like a sword. They bend their bows to shoot their arrows, bitter words, uh, that they may shoot in secret at the blameless. So uh, he's p- painting a picture. This are the workers of iniquity against those who are walking with God. Suddenly they shoot at the blameless and they don't even fear. They don't fear God or man. Verse 5, they encourage themselves in an evil matter. So they get together and they say, oh, you did good. Oh, you did good. Oh, you did good. They, they talk to themselves, encourage themselves in an evil manner. They talk of laying snares secretly. They say, who will see them? They devise iniquities. We have perfected a shrewd scheme, they say. Both the inward thought and the heart of man are deep. Whoever said, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me, um, just didn't tell the truth. There's not a person I know who hasn't been wounded deeply by words said in a hurtful way. Yeah, words can hurt us. As one who's been a recipient of of hateful words and and even plotting schemes, I can tell you it's painful. It's, it's, It's devastating at times. But in the face of those painful schemes, when you feel outnumbered by the plotting of people around you, just talk to God. You see, again, the psalmist doesn't talk to the plotters or the schemers. He talks to God about the plotters or the schemers. The safest course for us, for us uh, t- uh, to take especially when we're being attacked, when we're being attacked unjustly, and when people are plotting. Can I tell you, and this happens in the church, 
people plot the downfall of another. Now, they won't say it like that. They'll use sanctified words. They'll use words like the Pharisees and Sadducees used when they thought about taking down Jesus. In fact, there's a lot of similarity here about what the Pharisees and Sadducees were doing in their attempt to overthrow Jesus. They would plot. They would say wicked things. They would encourage each other to, uh, to, to, to rise up and revolt against Jesus, especially after Jesus was arrested as they, as they stirred up the crowd. When, when Pilate offered uh, to the crowd, uh, here is Barabbas and here is Jesus, uh, who do you want? And they said, give us Barabbas. And he said, who do you, what do you want me to do with Jesus? And the Sadducees and Pharisees had gone around and they encouraged others to say, crucify Jesus. Uh, they, they used their words like swords and arrows to destroy the king of glory. Workers of iniquity who are rebellious, who are only thinking about themselves, who put themselves in the place of God, who think that they are more important than anybody else, uh, those workers of iniquity who are run by their own selfishness and self-interest, these workers of iniquity who rise up in rebellion against God's people, against God's purpose, against God's plan, these workers of iniquity who sit in self-satisfaction thinking that they are okay because they're smart and they're good looking or they've got money or whatever it is that gives that thinks, uh, whatever it is that they think gives them permission to try to thwart the very purposes of God and the people of God. That's what we need to be talking about to God. Not, not we confront them. There's no confrontation between the psalmist and the workers of iniquity. What do we do? We talk to God. God, they're sharpening their tongues like swords. They're aiming, they're bending the bow and aiming the arrows at our soul. They're, they're trying to take us out. They're, they're plotting together. They're, they're laying snares and they think they're going to catch us. And they don't think you see, O oh Lord, but we know that you see, O oh Lord. So, Lord, here's the moment. I belong to you. I'm vulnerable. I'm outnumbered. I don't know what to do, but God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to lean on you. God, I'm going to depend on you. You are my vindicator. You are my defense. There have been seasons and times when people have said ugly things uh, about me and uh, those who want to rise up in defense uh, of me. I've told them, number one, don't try to defend. Number two, always respond with hands lifted high, just like this, palms upward. Be calm, be kind, and leave the attacks in the hands of God. I believe that. I live that. I lead like that. (laughs) I I want you to know it's hard sometimes because I want to take things in my own hands. I want to battle your words with my words. But that's not what this psalmist teaches. That's not what God's word shows. And God will be our defense. So we, we cry to God for help. And we talk to God uh, when we're outnumbered, when we're facing these enemies who are saying ugly things, who are trying to bring us down, who are plotting words, and uh, who are, who are encouraging, encouraging one another, plotting words and phrases 
and they think they get away with it. They really do. Uh, that, that's what he's saying. He's, he's saying they, they don't even fear. Um, they, they say, verse 5, who will see these snares that we've laid? Uh, we perfected a shrewd scheme in verse 6. They think, oh, we, we're getting away with it. But even though they think they're strong and powerful, they're not more powerful than God. And we must trust God, trust the work of God for his glory and our good. That's the third thing. So the first thing, cry out to God for help. People saying ugly things, people attacking you as you pursue God's purpose and plan, uh, people uh, uh, plotting your downfall because you're following after the will of God, talk, uh, cry out to God for help. God, hear me, guard me, hide me. And the second thing you do, you talk to God about the enemies, about those who are uh, hurling their swords and arrows your way. And then third, you trust the work of God for his glory and your good. This is what we see in verses 7 through 10. Now listen, uh, in 10 lines, uh, the psalmist talked about what these evil instigators were doing, how they were plotting and scheming and and using their words and phrases to bring down the psalmist. And he used ten lines to do that. In three lines, he described what God would do in response. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they shall be wounded. So he will make them stumble over their own tongue. All who see them shall flee away. All men shall fear and declare the work of God. For they shall wisely consider his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart shall glory. The providence of God is amazing. And what we say, see here is that, when, uh, is that God turns the weapons that the enemy was using against them. They will stumble over their own tongue. God will take the arrows that they shot and he'll turn them and destroy the attackers. He'll, he'll take them out. And everyone will see. And they will begin to fear the name of the Lord. We need to know that God will take care of his own. He will take care of us. And he'll do it for his glory. Uh, people need to understand that God protects his family. And God shows how he protects his family. We don't have to take things in our own hands when we're trusting our lives in His. We don't have to take things in our own hands when we're trusting our lives into His. So we rest in Him. We trust Him. And everyone who has a heart that beats in tune with the Father rejoices. Because we are protected with great power. The power of God's providence, the power of his love. God will take care of us. So when people are saying ugly things about you, and people are, are attacking you and trying to bring you down with their schemes and plots and plans and snares, what must our response be? We cry to God for help. Oh God, hear me. Oh God, guard me. Oh, God, hide me. We, we um, talk to God about the attackers. We don't talk to the attackers. We talk to God 
about the attackers. God, this is what they're doing. God, this is what their plan is. God, this is what they're saying. God, they're, they're, they're chopping me to pieces with their words. They're, they're plotting these schemes and plans. God, God, this is what they're doing. And then, third, we trust our lives into his care. And he will deliver. He'll deliver you. He'll deliver me. I pray that God would help us be more like Jesus when we are being attacked, especially verbally. To be more like Jesus, we speak truth. We're honest. But we don't get in a war of words where we're trying to uh, battle deceit with deceit, hate with hate. A lack of kindness with a lack of kindness. Plotting and scheming with plotting and scheming. I pray that we'd be more like Jesus. And we cry to God for help. And we talk to God about our enemies. And we trust our life into God's hand. When we do that, every day we'll find the protection and feel the protection of God's great love. May God bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he bless your coming in. May he bless your going out. May he fill your life with calm confidence in the face of every circumstance. God bless you and good night.